When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Champions of Happy Podcast, the podcast where I talk to my friends about what makes them happy, what makes them smile, and what brings them joy. Hi everyone, we are back with another scary, spooky Halloween special on the Champions of Happy. Now normally I bring on a guest and we talk about what they love doing and their life and their career and their goals and their their passion. Uh, Instead, for Halloween, we're doing something a little bit different where I bring on a guest who's been on the podcast before, uh, bringing them back from the dead, you might say. Halloween joke there for you. You might enjoy that. Um, And we talk about a scary film. Now, as you know, I am not a fan of being scared or horror or scary things at all in the slightest. But I thought I'd challenge myself by asking my guest to suggest a film that I've never seen. And we talk about it. On this episode, I'm joined by Dane, who suggested the film Insidious. And the moment he said he said the film Insidious, um, I knew I was going to be scared, and I knew I wasn't going to enjoy it. I actually did enjoy it. I was scared, but I got through it. I was a big brave boy. I did my bit. You're welcome, podcast world. You're welcome, listeners. Um, I am joined by Dane, who is an amazing comedian, so lovely, so insightful, so smart, so clever. Um, we talk about Insidious, uh, but also we get a little deep into Halloween and his experience and his past and his relationship with the season and what it actually means to him a little bit more so than just your generic trick-or-treating and going to a party and dressing like a scary, slutty version of a superhero. Again, I'm, nothing wrong with that because I've done that plenty of times. Um, but we get a bit deep and it's quite, it's lovely actually. Uh, it's very Champions of Happy meets Halloween horror. I'll stop talking now and let you get on with the episode. Enjoy. So hello and welcome back to the podcast, Dane. Hiya. Hi. Good to be back. Well, thank you so much for coming back. Um, so, well, uh, this is the second episode of this format of the podcast. As it is Halloween, we're doing a bit of a twist on the Champions of Happy. And rather than staying happy, I'm <laughs> deciding to scare myself silly. Uh, and as... Everyone who knows me knows I don't really like scary films or being scared or any of that. Uh, so I thought I challenged myself by watching a horror film that I've never seen before and then coming on and talking about it and t- telling everyone about my trauma. Uh, I wanted to bring you on the podcast, Jane, because uh, you're amazing and you're funny. And I, f- I-, I get the impression that you're n- you don't scare easily and you're a bit of a brave boy. Yeah, I'd say that'd be right. But not, not only for honourable reasons, also just because... I had a rubbish father who got me to watch Hellraiser and Nightmare on Elm Street age seven. So I was exposed young, but straight away I tapped into personal resilience. And I remember thinking, 
This is amazing but petrifying. I'm going to follow this up with a little Care Bear My Little Pony film to recover afterwards. So I would always sandwich the horror film between like camp bright cartoons to heal. But yeah, I don't really scare easily. And I love, I'm very drawn to things to do with the devil. Hello, recovering Catholic. I find those particularly scary. I find the slasher films a bit over the top, although I do love them. But there's stuff with the devil and witches that could almost be real or people believe them to be real like the witch have you seen the witch i have seen yeah the witch, so that I do, I do i i'm quite similar i, I like witch devil yeah. stuff yeah but i'm not a big fan of the jumpy scary gory stuff but sometimes those worlds collide yes <laughs> yeah. um so before we get onto the film itself that we're yeah. going to talk about I, do you have, are you a big Halloween person? Are you a fan of Halloween? Was it a big thing in your family growing up? Uh, very, very much so. Sorry to bore you, but every person of Irish extraction has to, at this time of the year, do this speech, which is to say, Halloween, Go on. from the Irish word Samhain, which is the Irish word for a November and harvest, Halloween and Samhain, its origin, is, of course, the Celtic New Year. So it's particularly um, big with Irish people. It's an Irish holiday originally. And in Ireland, it was the day where the, 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 the layer between the two worlds, the world of the other and the world of the living, could come together. It was, it's the, the, the shield between the two was at its thinnest. And your dead could come visit you. But you had to let them know they could. So you put a light in your window, which they used to do in a turnip. But when Irish people went to America, they didn't have turnips. So they moved to pumpkins. So, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So it's the Celtic New Year, theoretically. It was when the year started then as well. So it's always been good. I remember getting teased as a kid because it was only the Irish houses. It wasn't always big in England, you know. It was only the kind of Irish houses that celebrated no. it. My mum used to sometimes leave out a bowl of champ, which is a potato dish for the fairies and stuff like that on that time of the year. And, and um, uh-huh. yeah, so we've always been big in it. But then also I've also been big. I mean, I, I take it as like a time to reflect and I do some like... I connect with my kind of year and think about the year ahead, just in like, um, if you've heard of Beltana, that happens in May, that's the spring solstice as well around that time and, and stuff. So in terms of like the old meaning, I really like it. But in terms of the new meaning, I also love the camp Disney eye bastardization of Halloween as well. Love that too. <laughs> you said your dad um, brought you up on horror films. I, in the last episode with Sam, I spoke about how my parents didn't let me watch scary films as a kid. That's probably why I'm scared of stuff now. Is there anything that scares you, be it real or or not real? Um, yes, uh, it's not nothing to do with the other or the occult or any of those things. I remember getting the library ringing my mum because I wanted this book on the occult, and then being concerned, you know, oh, I I don't know if this is appropriate for a young man, and I was like, it's just about witchery and potions and stuff like that. But I've always been fascinated with that in both sides of my identity, like Irish and Indian. But I also feel, I speak to so many queer people who are into the other and the witchy witchy side of things. And I think it's quite a queer energy because back in the day, we would have been outcasts in society as well and stuff like that. So, um, and now it's really mainstream. So none of those things ever scared me. The things that would scare me, I don't have any fears of like animals or heights or anything like that. I am quite terrified of um, dementia. Okay. and, And strokes. Uh, because I ran a day service for elderly people for eight years. So I saw it, a lot of it, and it petrified me. Um, I'm less scared now that I don't deal with it every day with 200 people, but it used to always play in my mind a lot. So I think I have 
those kind of fears but those fears are for later on i've scheduled those in i have power over my fears i'm scheduling those in for 50 years from now you know yeah yeah that got real that got that got real um i was i was i I thought you were gonna say something like rats or spiders or 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 i don't know bunnies or i don't know dementia okay that's a oh oh, now i'm scared dementia for god's sake I mean, saying that, if someone was like, "Here's the dead world's deadliest Scorpio," I would scorpion. I wouldn't be like, "Oh my god, let me stroke it. That's lovely." But it, but it doesn't keep me up at night. You know, like some people are scared of snakes or sharks or heights. I don't really have a fear like that. Uh, see, I unless it's being pedestrian, which you are certainly not. <laughs> I guess I'm just afraid of a lot of. I don't like. I don't like being afraid. I don't. I don't like the embarrassment of being afraid because when i was younger i think the, one of the only horror right. films i think i've seen in the cinema was the orphan um and it's oh, a bit yeah. of a jumpy one it's a bit gory i think it's a bit yeah. gory and i just made an absolute yeah. test of myself by jumping and screaming and wailing and my friends were more focused on laughing at me yeah. than actually being scared of the film i was yeah. well, i made it a comedy rather than a horror film um, I just I hate yeah. I hate being scared and I hate being caught out and my biggest bugbear about around Halloween is ghost rides or haunted houses where you get drama students and people and actors dressing <laughs> up and chasing you and trying to scare you because I know it's <laughs> not real obviously it's not real obviously they're not going to hurt me but it's that idea that yeah. they're so dedicated and into it and I'm like I don't know how to banter with you because I have no power in this situation and I feel like an absolute tool and I hate this so, so much. And I, uh... What I'm hearing, James, is that you have an issue about like letting go and losing control and actually this brings up stuff for you to do with your fears. Okay, this is not a mental health <laughs> podcast. Please don't try and diagnose me and who I am. I... <laughs> I think it's fun to like lose control a little bit sometimes, and I I like I like them to try and scare me. Seldom do they, but I love to go and see like a horror film in the cinema. I love that, and um, I think that's why old Hollywood started it, wasn't it? Because it would be like going on a date or grabbing the person next to you and be like, "Oh, mm. scary!" I can see why that's fun, and it's kind of fun to do collectively. And I think wasn't there some research done about scary films being kind of good for you like it helps bring people together or something i'm sure there was some kind of positive note brought to us by the good people at warner studio no no i'm sure there was some kind of thing but i mean i love a scary film in the cinema with friends i think especially as a teenager it was like let's go and see that it's meant to be terrible you know i I think i mentioned this in the previous episode i i think the word empath gets thrown around a lot i'm definitely not an empath but i think i emote too much with the characters on screen i know they're not real i just i just don't want i the idea of pain i don't like the idea of pain and I don't have the beard. I think yeah. I'm more scared of the idea of being scared than actually. Okay. Fear. But even do you emote even if it's a swamp creature made out of sewage? Like, you know? I, like, yeah. <laughs> no, it depends on the context, I suppose. Is he is he a good swamp villain? Is he a bad swamp monster? Is he is he a Disney Pixar <laughs> character just trying to save the day, or is he trying to you know eat us all? <laughs> so moving on to the film that uh, that you've chosen, you chose Insidious. Now I. I did. I don't know a lot. Before I watched the film, I didn't know much about the film, other than my uh, knowledge of it, uh, of its existence, is that it is meant to be quite scary. And so when you said, when I suggested this idea, and then you said the film, I actually got really scared <laughs> about watching it. That was terrifying. So I had to really pump myself up to watch this film, because I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did you watch it alone? I did. Um, I did cheat a little bit just because of the time constraints we had. I had to watch it during the, the day. So the sunlight kind Cheater. of helped, I think. Um, had I watched it in the dark, <laughs> I don't think I would have coped as well. I will say this, though. I think yeah. I was actually quite brave when I watched this film. I think I did. For me, I think I did a pretty good job. So the film we are about to talk about is obviously Insidious. Dane, could you give us a... Yeah. How, why did you pick this film first? I just think it's a really cute, sweet, little kind of uh, independent family drama about family struggling. And I just wanted to capture that, you know, I thought it'd be really cute. Oh, I guess I'll add to that, that really like the son and some other members of the family are possessed by an evil spirit that tries to break the family right from the baby, right through to the grandmother, and that they later on venture into the underworld to fight Satan and all his minions and the effect of that escaping into the world. But apart from that, I would say it was just a really cute little family <laughs> film that I just Certainly love. Certainly it's not cute. I mean, had the trailer been a bit different, maybe, I, I might have been not so scared. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I picked it on purpose because I remember being scared in the cinema. And I think it combines like the other world, spirits and the devil, but also with quite jumpy mm. bits, but also with quite psychologically scary stuff that makes you slowly think things through. And all of those three things come together. I mean, it was a surprise hit. It was like a million and a half dollar budget and brought in something like 90 million. It was massive. Um but it and it was really well made. But I I just think uh, it brought all of those things, and people who aren't even generally scared were quite scared mm. by it, you know. And then there's lots of sequels, lots of kind of uh, Annabelle and all of those films kind of descend from the same kind of uh, world that they've created. Uh, so it's um, yeah. Also also like Rose Byrne from Bridesmaids. She's normally like a comedy actress. To see her in that role really kind of sh- uh, shook me. And now the Lipstick Demon, as they call him, quite a camp name, but the Lipstick Demon has become an icon in his own right. Like people who haven't seen the film know people him. call him? You know, the, the red-faced... Yeah, it's quite, quite a camp I'm quite glad I didn't know oh, that no, before not I watched the film. <laughs> it's not very scary. Yeah, I mean, he but... is, but the name is not, not so much. Yeah, oh yeah. But before we go on, I should probably no. say there will be spoilers because we're going to talk about the film. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it, then come back and watch yeah. it brand new like me. Yeah. Um, Dane, when did you... It's a musical, and in the end, Fleabag chooses the priest. <gasps> Don't spoil Fleabag for people. <laughs> oh, we want a blacklist. I have to beat that out now. Um, what? Uh, wh- when did you first watch it? And what was what was the setup? Why did you see it? Who did you see it with? Did you love it? Did you hate it at first? Go on. Give us a, a walk down. Memory Me and my now. friend had heard really good. Th- my friend and I had heard really good things about it, and. Uh, we thought, well, maybe it's just overrated, you know, when like the public get really excited about something. And then we saw the trailer and um, we thought, actually, it does look good. And he kind of likes stuff to do with the devil as well, also recovering Catholic. And, um, you know, and so we went to the cinema for like old time's sake, for like, oh, let's go and see a horror, scary horror film. I haven't done this in years. And we absolutely loved it. And we were absolutely petrified. Even the music on the mm. credits is scary. Yo, no, remember God, it's, I think I it's, sent you a voice message yeah. and I could still hear the music in the background. I was like, oh, actually, that's still quite scary. Yeah, I could hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just, um, I, and I think then we went to see the sequel as well. And because I, I remember doing a tweet being like, I don't know what's more scarier, like watching Insidious 2 or like having to wait an hour for the night bus home. Oh, Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> both are petrifying. But um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. And it always stuck with me. And then, and then kind of people I trust, I say to them, have you seen Insidious? And they're like, yes, I did. 
this happened or this happened or I found it like this. But uh, yeah, just it was a good example of a modern kind of scary film because the classics are often like in the 70s, 80s, 90s mm. and early noughties otherwise. Like even the, the slasher stuff like Scream and all of that. I know you did last summer, all of those. Although I have heard that they've recently remade Hellraiser. Yes. Um, and if you scratch the servers, there's lots of homages to all of these things. Like Stranger Things now has um, Robert England, who played Freddy and stuff like that. All these kind of cultural cameos that were massive. Is it from the same... I've never Again, another film I've not watched, but is it from the same people who did Paranormal Activity? Or have I made that up in time? It is, yeah. Okay. So... No, that's right. And and Saw, I believe. So, so, yeah. Saw, I've seen only... I've, I, uh, uh, I was tricked into seeing the second Saw movie <laughs> by my friend Emma. She said, do you want to come around and watch a DVD? Yeah, sure, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. Uh, she didn't tell me what it was. She put it on, and I really hate her for it, because I really hated that that film. I really I hate torture porn, and that was one of my rules of this podcast, <laughs> uh, Halloween special, no torture porn, uh, no saw. But I did see in the classroom, in one of the scenes at the start of the film, the dad character is in his classroom, and there's a little, on the chalkboard, there's a drawing of, of Jigsaw. And I was like, ah, that, that's yeah. Jigsaw. So I nice yeah. Easter egg there. <laughs> how does it have you seen paranormal activity um i don't think i have okay. is that about aliens no, no, i think it's another ghost one but i think it's more like ca- camera hidden camera oh okay footage, but again not oh maybe i did it didn't stay in my memory though so that tells you all it needs to i will say this is i <laughs> actually really enjoyed this film I mean, it was, it scared me. Right. I really enjoyed it. It kind of, it made me yeah. feel like, had I watched this when I was younger, it's the kind of film as a media, because I when at university, I did media film and TV, and part of our course was making films. Yeah. It, it kind of feels like something I would watch yeah. and want to try and copy, like every zombie film. Like you see a zombie film as right. a kid. Yeah. Like a zombie film. If I think, I think, if, if I'd seen this yeah. younger, I definitely would have wanted, because the budget, like you say, wasn't huge. It, I mean, other than the CGI bits and the, um, the massive sets, it it looks quite doable and real, and it doesn't look like hard, that hard to film. I love that you're like, other than the like the massive sets where they go to hell and like the CGI, which is like in every other scene, it's like yeah. doable. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was surprised it was only like one and a half million because it looks really mm. kind of good, uh, kind of quality and effect. But yeah, you're right, and um, also the, you know it's something different from other films because they say it; it's not the the dramatic bit where the psychic says, it's not the house that's haunted, it's yeah. your son. And I thought that yeah. was a turner. Oh, kicking off. Um, and so that the, the haunting comes with the son when he moves. I quite like that. And then later on, we learn that the dad had had the same issue and it's coming in the family. And, and at the very end, we learn that the dad has that issue again, opening up for the franchise. So I, say, so, the franchise, uh, I know there's this insidious two, three, four question mark. And does the yeah. sequel continue with that family, or is it completely different? Because I don't want to watch the trailer. I kind of just watch it blind. Yeah, it does continue ah, with that family. Yeah. Okay, I, I kind of... Yeah. I, I, it finished. I'm like, I really want to watch the sequel. And I'm surprised I said that. But I'm also scared it gets scarier. Yeah. It's, my, it's, my, it's my next Yes, concern. it does. Is it going to get it worse? It does. Absolutely does. Ah! It does. And then there are lots of like break-off films from that. There's another one that's about that house in particular, something that happened in that house before. And then I think I think Annabelle's connected to that world as well. You know, the doll. Because dolls are quite scary. Are they part of the same thing? Yeah, I think they're all kind of 
They come out, I believe so. I believe they're all kind of connected. The Nun wasn't that great, though. I saw that. Oh no, not not a fan of the Nun. I wanted to be, but it just wasn't as good as some of the others because The Conjuring was pretty darn good. I'm. Do you know what? I may have got this slightly mixed up, but they all came out at a similar time. They all had a similar kind of camera effect. And I feel like Insidious kind of paved the way for that. Let's see which... Let's have a look today. Caller? Conjuring? Do you want to call a friend? Ask the audience? 50-50? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi, is that Annabelle? Hi, <laughs> the dolly. <laughs> the Conjuring film, which is also very good. I should have done that one on you. The Conjuring is 2013. And this film, I believe, 2010, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I should have... Ooh, I should have Insidious. Yeah, it's 2010. Started it all off then. That was the first one. Well, they've all lent from yeah. another one. Do you know what I mean? It goes right the way Part back. Of that world of that franchise. Yeah, I mean, it goes right back to The Exorcist, which actually, I have to say, is like one of the classic scary horror films that people say is the scariest. It was ruined for me because I saw the French and Sound of the Mickey first. So so then when I saw The Exorcist, I was like, is this it? <laughs> I've seen The Exorcist, but I, and I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but. Um, I wasn't really scared of The Exorcist, uh, but again, I watched it as an adult, not a kid. No. So if I watched it when I was younger, I probably would have been... Yeah. But Also, the effects are pretty yeah. hammy. So, um, But also, if you think about it, apparently, like, you know, it was the first of its kind, people were going to the cinema. We now see loads of stuff on the news and stuff like that, but they had never seen anything, and it was marketed as a true story, and people had more of a faith mm. back then. Um, so people thought it was true. So people really did really kind of go to town with it, and apparently, yeah, they did faint in the, like, coming out of it and stuff like that. I mean, I... Sometimes these things get overrated. I enjoyed Blair Witch Project, but the brouhaha over it, people were getting absolutely carried away. Um, and it was kind of good, but it wasn't that I'm scary, right? I'm watching Blair Witch, because I have seen it, but I watched it, I must have been young, early teens, and I didn't know anything about it, or the, the mythology or anything, and I watched it. I was right. scared. That one got me. That I did right, watch okay. in the middle of the night, in a very dark room. And I, I remember the TV being across the room, so I was quite far away from the TV, uh, and me being in the corner yeah. of my bed, quite huddled up in my quilts, being like, ah, yeah. this, this is scary. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I quite I quite like when a film kind of stays in your head and plays with you, you know, in, in that way. Have you seen the film Midsommar? No, I don't want to watch that one. Because is... I, I feel like mm. that one's going to get Ooh, me. Ooh, child. <laughs> I feel... You're going to need a plastic sheet on your bed no, that night, let me tell I, you. <laughs> so I do love a cult, I do love a, a, yeah. um, a ritual, but that one looks a bit much for me, and I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I was so scared you were going to, because I would have had to watch it. <laughs> I really should have set some rules. So when you said in City, because I was scared, but I was like, well, this is not Midsummer. thank God for that. Because, yeah, that, that's, a, that's not, I'm never going to watch that. <laughs> nope. Not going to happen. But you know, I'm smiling talking about oh, scary films. Like this is, I think we do find it fun to be scared. I think I certainly do. Do you know what I mean? Like it's escapism to some extent. So you know, for two hours, let me pretend I'm a mortal who is susceptible to such things. <laughs> it does. That, that when a scare comes, like a jump scare or something, it does kick in some adrenaline. And yeah. It. Oh, but yeah. I hate that feeling. They're like, ah, oh, no, I don't want to be. It's yeah. Not I don't want to be. Ah. I remember babysitting once. And I, I decided to watch a film on the telly called When a Stranger Calls about a babysitter who's killed. And I was like, let's turn up every light in the house. Let's play. 
Jones because now I'm convinced he's going to come for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'm glad you like horror films. Otherwise, this might have been a oh conversation. Um, yeah. No, actually, I don't like horror films. A bit rubbish. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, there's that line in Scream too, where they say, "What's your favorite? What's your favorite scary movie?" And they go like, "Showgirls." The acting's just I mean, terrible. It is bad. It's like <laughs> it scream. Is. I enjoy. I can, I, so I bad, it's scream, good. Um, just because it is, it's not. I mean, yeah. it's slasher and it's gory, but it's meta enough and funny enough that I can get away with watching it. And I think anything that uses like corn syrup for blood—that's a luminous orange. Like it's so over the top. It's like Kill Bill. The amount of blood and the luminous blood—it's so camp that actually. Oh, but the sequel though, when again, it's kind of a spoiler, but not. Yeah, uh, it's been out long enough. Um, when the, she gets buried alive, that is a fear of mine that I do not enjoy seeing. That is screen, scary, and I didn't enjoy that. Yeah. But the rest of it, uh, Kill Bill is amazing and very kick-ass. Train in the art for ninja and you can break your ass out of that box I like mean, she did. What do you think I do every other every, every day? <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> Wiggle your big toe. Wiggle your big toe. <laughs> Just in case, you know, I end up in the pussy wagon, which I kind of doubt. <laughs> I don't think that's a sentence you ever thought you'd be no, saying. Sorry, so. Mum. So let's get on to the film then. So we, uh, we've spoken generally about horror, yep. but let's deep let's dig deep dive dig yeah. deep, deep what am i trying to say let's deep dive in deep dive in let's dive let's, let's dive, dive deep. deep that works as well let's deep dive let's get the candy out <laughs> get get your ghost mask on let's watch i don't know what i'm trying to say dane what tell me about the film what's the plot <laughs> The credits open. I think they're a size 12, possibly aerial. They've gone for like an off-white colour for the credits, and I always thought that was quite motivational. <laughs> Could you imagine if I went into that level? Okay, it's about a family that move in... <laughs> a family that move into like this old, eerie house, and the son... I think the father's having bizarre dreams, and the son has an accident and falls from a ladder after um, he thinks he sees or hears something. And the son slips into a coma and is hospitalised and he's not waking up. Uh, the son comes back to the house and they all start to see and notice things. There's a lot of usage, and I feel like this was one of the first films to do it, of the baby mom- monitor. So like the mum has a baby monitor and she can hear like someone speaking and moving in the room. And then when she goes into the room, there's no one there, but the rocking horse is moving. And, the, and then she hears like a scream on the baby monitor. So there's lots of stuff like that. And then they start to, the dad has more dreams and they think the son is sleepwalking um, and there's a few kind of jumpy bits and things at windows. And then the grandmother is visiting the house who also played Bette Midler's best friend in Beaches, which was little little tidbit of, uh, of information for you. It's the same I've actress. I've seen her in stuff and I could, yeah. I could not think for the life of me what I've seen her in. She was in Black Swan as well. She played the mum in Black Swan. That's where I know her from. Thank you. Yeah. That was going to drive me bloody mad. Yeah. <laughs> and... and um, she later on lets out that that actually her son, oh no, sorry. So the the grandma comes and and she says, look, she knows a psychic and some investigators that come can come and help and look at this. The investigators come, the the psychic comes, and um, the woman, the psychic, discovers that it's actually the son who's being haunted. He's not in a coma. He's being haunted. It's 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 not the it's not the house. And then they find out that the son. His father also had the same thing as a child, had this paranormal spirit attached to him, but he's blocked it out. And the dreams he's been having are the memories of when that used to happen. They move house, it follows them, and uh, they have to send the dad into the lower regions of hell to claim the son's soul back. 
and they do that and all is good but a spirit comes an entity comes back and tries to get the dad but the dad manages to get rid of the spirit and then the psychic takes a picture i think mm -hmm. of the family and then the dad kills the psychic and it ends in a dramatic section where the mum finds the picture and the picture is actually an old entity spirit that had haunted the family a long time ago that's a little bit convoluted but it's just it's it's uh it is pretty delicious the narrative because it really plays with your expectations there's a point where they've done a semi sort of exorcism ish kind of thing uh, and i thought the film was done then i didn't realize the spirit was still there and there were these points in the mm. film where there was just a, there was another thing another thing another thing like when they leave their original house i thought yeah. oh this, this is a very yeah. short film and to hear the monster yeah. ghost uh, monster demon has followed them so that's new because i don't yeah. think i've ever heard heard of that before in a horror franchise no and also do you remember like when he's looking in hell like just the demon's face and and there's like is he is he metal sharpening yeah, yeah he's sharpening his mm. nails isn't he all of that is so eerie and the usage of sounds and music like you know, like the traditional horror films sometimes had... Have you ever seen Nightmare on Elm Street? No, it's not. I kind of thought someone might have, might have said it, but no one's mentioned it. So it means I don't have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, it's so kind of... The effects are so bad now to look back at it. It's kind of hilarious. But they always had these slightly out of tune, flat angels harmonized and kind of like... One, two, Freddy's coming for you. They were always like a play on a nursery rhyme. And that traditionally was like the horror story. Uh, the music for it but then this just changed games with these really weird sharp sounds and scratching and all those weird kind of noises like something trying to get through a wall I thought gosh they really upped their game with the soundtrack as well so, so it was a coming together of many kind of different techniques obviously the directors and the writers are big mm. horror fans and like are pulling stuff together but um, yeah yeah and it keeps playing with your expectation I'm which glad I loved. you mentioned the um, right up to the end the, the childlike angel angelic singing because there is a bit you reminded me there's a bit in the film where there's a, a bit of music get, I, don't, I don't know what the words are but going through the tulips tulips in the garden it's like an old lady singing oh. tulips in the garden oh yeah ghost boy dancing to it which was absolutely terrifying yeah i'm not doing, I'm not doing any justice at all. absolutely because the thing is it's yeah there's like an old-fashioned song isn't it and the thing is it's scary when like a scary being is just staring at you watching but if they're doing something else it even makes it more scary to some extent, like this demon kind of dancing and enjoying mm. a song and then stopping and looking round, because it feels like you've interrupted something, which is like, oh shit, sorry, wrong room, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I should have asked, um, do you believe in ghosts on the other side? I knew you Can I ask you though, do you believe in love after life? <laughs> Bloody hope so, Christ. <laughs> um, said Cher, uh, do I believe in ghosts? I certainly believe that people believe in it. Uh, do I? I certainly want to. I love that drama. I have never experienced anything myself. Although, allegedly, the man was... My childhood home, there was a man that was meant to die, Mr. Nathan. And one night, I was watching the telly with my dog. And um, I blew out the candle, turned off the telly, went to go upstairs. The telly come back on and the candle lit back up. And I ran up that stairs and literally threw my dog behind me because she was trying to get up quicker than me. And I absolutely shit myself. So I believed it that week. Um, I really don't know. I wouldn't like to say I don't believe in it entirely. But 
uh, I'm going to say like Tori Amos, but I feel like there are good forces out there, and I feel like there are bad forces out there. Now, what they are, I do not know. Do you know what I mean? So I don't really know, but I think um, I certainly have had dreams about like the devil and um, creatures out there, but is that just projection and what society has taught us and stuff like that? So Hmm, I'm still not sure, which is a good place to be. I'm I'm not like, you know, you get these really pragmatic scientific people that'll be like, no, nothing. But at the same time, I'm also not like, oh my God, be good because the karma's going to get you and you'll do this and then the monster, you know. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm observing. I've got my popcorn, a combination of sweet and salted. I'm eating it. And uh, let's see how this plays out and then I'll commit to a side. Playing it safe <laughs> there, Dane. Playing it safe. <laughs> yeah. What about I you? I don't think, I kind of, I want to. But I don't. The realist in me doesn't believe in that stuff. Um, like I really want it to yeah. be a thing because that means there's more to life after death potentially. But, yeah. I mean that's. I mean again, ex-Catholic, so it, part of that is in yeah. to believe there's something or the, hope there's something the, after. Yeah. The good news is that serial killers and cannibals yeah. are real. And there's plenty of horror films. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of horror films about them. So if you need it to be real, there's plenty of stuff. That's quite like the that. nice thing about these films <laughs> is because we don't know for sure if ghosts and demons exist, then I can enjoy it a bit more. But when it's a bit real and I'm a bit like, ooh, bad people do exist and bad people <gasps> do bad real things. And I'm like, yes. Oh, I'm not quite keen. On that, on that note, like, this is going to this is gonna be a bit of a spoiler, but, you know, if people haven't seen it by now, it's, yeah. it's on them. Have you seen the others? Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. I... The others. I think I've seen bits, but I haven't seen all of it. But I also know what the ending is, so it's fine. Okay, yeah. So it's basically about this house and the, during the war, and they're kind of abandoned in this house, and they're haunted by these ghosts. And as the movie goes on, at the end, we learn that the people being haunted are actually dead. They died ages ago. They're being haunted by the living. And then we see the camera from the other angle. It's the living that have been haunted by the main cast of Nicole Kidman and her kids, which was really, really interesting and really flipped mm. things for me. I remember screaming out in the cinema going, oh, my God, you know, um, which I was barely allowed into, obviously, as a child. I would have been one yes. when it came out. <laughs> yes. Um, but it really flipped, like, that. Like the, the dead could also be haunted by the living, and they, they don't know what's happening either. And I really love that dynamic, or that someone is in purgatory and doesn't know where they're going. I love when it plays with you psychologically, you know. I, it's, it, but the others, that's such a simple twist of a story. But it's, it's, but yeah. no one had really, well, to my knowledge, no one had really thought about it before. But it was so clever. No. It's, it's very, it's very Absolutely, sixth yeah. Six, 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 uh, the sixth sense, where yeah. he's actually a ghost himself. Um, so I suppose it's been thought of kind of before, but not yeah. entirely to that extent. Um, I should, uh, yeah, I've definitely seen bits of that. I think we learned that code. Co- I don't know why. I don't know why. Oh, the others. Oh, it's good. It's really well acted. The the Irish actress that plays the maid as well is so, so good and so kind of chilling. She's really, really good. I mean, also because it's set in the wartime, which is like that background has so much dead in it and it's in a remote place and it's in in like the 40s so there's a lot of factors that you know people's thinking was very different then but but um it plays on our fear like i wonder if horror must come from scary fables which were to teach us lessons and to keep us in check sometimes too much so but also just to remind us to be careful of the woods because what can happen to be careful of the 
of the, this person or that person. But at the same time, it's also used as a tool to let's shame that woman who makes potions that can fix my leg and won't won't join the new religion of Christianity or something like that. It's been used in other ways. Um, um, but it's just an interesting tool, isn't it, for society? And like, it must, all societies have like folk ballads and stories that warn off you know, bad forces against you, mm. you know? They change their names and they change their types. Some some societies have honoured wolves, some have feared them, but, but you know, it, it's the same meaning behind it, you know? Do you, you think if you thought your house was haunted, would you be out there like a shot or would you stick it out? Well, I'm sitting here saying I don't really know if I have a belief in this. And then I, actually that's quite cheeky because like, I'm very interested in what people believe. And above my front door, there is like uh, a bag of Angelica root, which in the hoodoo tradition of the Caribbean wards off evil. And there's also like um, stride sage and there's lots of other things because my mum is quite a hippie and I grew up like really interested in what people believed. And I love the practices and, and the rituals off that. Now, if a vampire doth come to my door, do I really think Angelica root and sage is going to help me? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but do, you know, do you know what I mean? But yeah, it depends if he's hot or not. I might not want to stop him entering the building. Uh, but um, but I don't know. I feel like my flat, and a lot of people have said this that have come into here, it feels so warm and welcoming and safe. I feel like it's just absolutely, there's nothing here that would hurt me. I did once when I, you know, my aunts or my mum's friends or my mum would, bring me to see different kind of spiritual people uh, and mediums because I think Irish people are quite into this kind of thing or someone with the gift. I remember a woman telling me that I would never have a problem with ghosts because they would be, uh, she said they'd be petrified of you, just your, 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 your like joy, your strength, your power, your, your love for life. I think she was just say, basically saying you're a big fat gay and the, <laughs> and the ghosts would be, would, wouldn't give you the time of day. But that, but I took from it that I'm special <laughs> and, um, they must stand back before me. <laughs> you are. I ain't special. sharing this stage. Yes. <laughs> I think I would fight for my, like if suddenly I felt like something was wrong in this home, I'd be concerned. But, I mean, saying that, I watch all these horror films and I'm like, to the family, like, mm. run. Do not go and check out that stupid sound in the cellar. There's always a cellar. Like, we wish people in London could afford a, a flat that has a cellar. Like, we can barely afford True. one room. So that's, that's one of the benefits, you know, of living in these these ways. But, um, I guess yeah. when, I watch, when, I, when, uh, when watching Insidious and the... they, I mean... It's in the film, so they 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 were seeing stuff and hearing stuff. My first instinct was, get out of the house, get out, leave, kick out your kids. But I guess with yeah. the child being in the coma, that kind of made it more difficult to do, which was quite a clever plot device because it wasn't just like yeah. we can pick him up and leave. Um, and I really thought yeah. that was great. The and also, there wouldn't be a movie if they left the yeah. house. <laughs> and it yeah. worked out fine. There yeah, that would be, be a very stuff. short film. So, oh, there was something scary. They left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they left the scary in the house yeah. at the end. Um, the Crying Baby was both really annoying, but also really smart because there was just this constant crying sound in the background, which yeah. made it hard to focus and think. Yeah. And I thought, ooh, that is annoying, but really clever. And I know it's, I said this, so the last yeah. thing I watched was Candyman. And I watched um, the remake, the reboot, uh, and then the original. 
Um, the lead in that was really hot, I thought. Uh, and I thought the dad in this, Patrick Wilson, is really quite attractive. And I didn't mind him watching watching him oh. in his boxes look in the dark going around the house trying to find ghosts that was that was quite calming actually i guess he is quite good looking isn't he i i think i remember him from an episode of will and grace he was in it was quite funny in that but um yeah yeah i accept do you I accept, accept your yeah. terms <laughs> no i quite like look, i, I do, quite yeah. like looking at him yes um it it, it was funny because it took i was timing the film to see at what point did it get scary and it, it was about 20 minutes in that some it stuff started to get real. Like, they were, like, building up the, who the characters are, where they are, what they're doing. And then 20 yeah. minutes in, it's like, I mean, I'll have to bleep this out, but I, I actually vocally said, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> I knew that's when it was going to get scary. Like, oh, no. Yeah, you're like, here, here we, go. we go. It's like, I think the film's like only like an hour and 40-something minutes. And I was like, okay, you've only got... Yeah. So much more time to get through. You've, you've got 10 more minutes. You've got 20 more minutes. You can, you can do this. Just get to the end of the film. <laughs> Knowing I was going to talk about it, I was like, you've just, you can't come on the podcast and say, actually, I turned it off because I couldn't watch it. <laughs> but I liked it. I, I mean, Halloween is so big now. Like, I think, like, just as an industry for film and for, I feel like it's doubled in years, like, for products, for, like, things you can purchase in a shop for like celebrations festivals films like marathons all of that i think it's so big mm. now isn't it people enjoy it people i think it's nice to have a festival that's not linked to like a mainstream religion as well that makes sense yeah it's, it's you know? very other and also like uh, oh, it's, sorry, just, it's very other i suppose rather than yeah I and mean, a lot of other cultures have like they celebrate their dead in a different way like uh, like in South America, there's Cinco de Mayo and stuff like that, and like Day of the Dead. And I think there's something quite healthy in that, to be honest. Like not to to have a relationship with the dead. I mean, to some extent, they sometimes, like in South America, in some parts, they go and have a picnic at the grave, don't they, with the family and stuff like that. And I kind of, I really like that. I, I, the Celts certainly used to do that, but it, it's been relayed with the newer religions. But uh, I like that. There's that. Quite good Disney film, isn't there? Um, about Coco. Yes. Yeah, I I loved yes. it. Yeah, but no, it's a beautiful. Do you know what I mean? By Disney, anyway, it shows a beautiful and the message behind it. Way yeah. to respect family and the dead and the past, I suppose. Um, yeah, and it's your it's your ancestors and your line. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, we oh, got we did, tea, did Oh, not all just faff and camp nonsense. He says while drinking some uh, Sauvignon Blanc wine. <laughs> Darling. <laughs> uh, if it's an evening and I'm doing a podcast, I've got to have a drink in my hand. I've only done like two or three morning <laughs> podcasts and they were coffee. And it's just not the same. It's not the same. No, not the same. So uh, the the two... Um, so the, the psychic gets brought into the film as well as the two... Um, yeah. I don't want to call them paranormal investigators. What did you think of that? What did you think? Yeah, of that? no, that's perfect. I think these films always have like a, a formula, and they were a little bit comic yes. relief, right? But I actually didn't hate it. Um, I mean, there is no, there is some pretty kind of. I think it could be the wiring. It's not the wiring that are, that is our problem. It's a spirit. Some of the wording in those scenes were like, oh god. Like honestly, this is your job. Did you ever for one minute think it's the wiring? Like seriously, like also, mate, this is your job. Like style it out. 
you want to get money. Don't be like, yeah, it's the wiring. Be like, yeah, it's actually a really bad demon. We've got to do the job for two weeks. Like, style it out. Think about your bread. Think about your family. I quite enjoyed how they didn't go total, I mean, with the psychic especially, they didn't go total ham with it. Had she been all, oh, there's a spirit in this house. I, I think that would have taken yeah. a bit. Because I think she was very matter of the fact and a nice normal woman Yeah, made the dread, yeah. the, the, um, the seriousness of the issue more important. Whereas the uh, psychic investigators, them actually being a bit funny and being human also made it feel a bit re- real. Because if it's your day-to-day yeah. job, you do have jokes with your co-workers and you do have bantering, you do this and that. Yeah, and absolutely. they've also been stereotypical science nerds i think i would have been meh yeah but yeah that's true it, was like, oh i'm gonna hate you both and actually like, i actually really like you characters you're great <laughs> i hope i hope they're in the sequel i doubt they're in the, they could be in the sequel i don't know maybe they are maybe they're not i'll have to watch it to find out you'll I'll have to watch it to find out maybe i'll watch it tonight maybe that'll be my <laughs> oh maybe that'll be my uh oh it's dark now though. you're gonna be brave you're gonna watch it's it at night dark it's dark now. there we go know. treat yourself and turn on the light no <laughs> It's not daylight anymore. <laughs> what are your? I'll be getting another voice. No, you'll message. be getting a crying one. It'll be a very different one. What are your Halloween plans this year? Um, gosh, I haven't thought about it. It feels like so far away. But I always do do a little ceremony. I am because, as I said, the origins of it are in the Celtic New Year. And hear me out now. Um, I sacrifice a no, a cinnamon bun. Oh, that was a, less, that was a lot <laughs> less dark than I thought it was going to get. <laughs> yeah. I just use it as a time to kind of reflect a little bit. And I have, whether you believe in it or not, and it doesn't matter to some extent because, you know, um, I, I do kind of dabble with shamanism. And the thing is, that is a native practice to Native Americans, for example, but science also has some evidence in terms of like dream journeying and lucid dreaming and stuff like that. And I don't worry about giving it a name and what is it I believe. I just know that I kind of get something from it. So I sometimes do dream journeying, which I've really enjoyed from a creative point of view. And um, I sometimes, I always do a special one on Samhain, on Halloween. And I just kind of, I think about the lines I come from, the ancestor lines, my people that have come before me and just kind of, you know, I usually have like candles and some pictures of them and stuff like that. And just remembering the stories I know of my ancestors and giving thanks to this year that's passed and what will come uh, the year ahead. And I have a little ceremony. Sometimes I have some friends that join in and I usually bake some kind of nice kind of food and we break the bread together. And it's, it's a little homage to our own kind of version of a ceremony. And I always enjoy doing that alongside also then some kind of, uh, scary films and sweets. Nice. You mentioned um, dream journeying. What, sorry, what is that? Yeah, For those myself included who don't know. That is a whole new podcast. No, uh, dream journeying is um, uh, a practice that is in shamanism and actually in in people races across the world for all times so it's, it's quite interesting that many races have have many peoples and countries have have done it but you can do it different ways some people use drugs some people use ayahuasca if you've heard of ayahuasca like the vine juice in south america that you drink um, i did a way that was just meditation where you play a particular kind of drum beat and there is like a it's kind of like mind mapping they have like a, a map kind of a medicine wheel drawn out and there's there's different kind of uh posts that symbolize different things and then you, as you relax into this dream you visualize yourself going into this 
map. I'm really I'm really simmering no, no, this down now. It's a lot more in depth than that. You go into this um, map and you journey to different places. So as someone who's newer to it, you would go to Lower World, which has certain rules. Traditionally, it would have um, uh, animals and um, no buildings and no men, nothing man-made. It's just nature and forest. And you go in with certain um, questions kind of open questions but honest questions like help me find my authentic self or help me with this piece I'm writing to try and find a uh, a narrative that makes sense um, and then you might you see what your subconscious sends out so some people say they connect with a spirit guide or an animal that sends them messages but the thing I love about it is and some people believe that but science also believes in lucid they call it lucid dreaming so if you've ever if you've ever had a sleep and then got up in the night for a wee, and then you go back to bed and you go to sleep. But you know, you can kind of control your dreams. You're like, oh my God, my science teacher is in my dream. Hi, Mr. Matthews, I remember you. I must remember to um, get some milk later on. Anyway, I'm in my dream. Have you ever had that I, I kind of dream where so, you're kind yeah, of aware? Yeah. Not, not in control, but aware that yeah. I'm dreaming. Yeah, or, or some people have had a dream where they, um, they're aware they, they are dreaming and they need like a wee, but they'll do that later on. They're currently mm. dreaming. Some people say they've had that. But anyway, that's also a lucid dream state. It's just a different state of, of consciousness. But um, I, have, I have done weekends on it, always linked to creativity because a lot of writers do use it as well. Like, you know, when your head's being a busy place, try and come out of it, get away from the ego, almost like a mindfulness. Let me just see what my subconscious will bring to me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, and see what we get there. But I, I kind of did my own kind of merge with that with just like a ancestor ceremony that, you know, um, the Celts certainly used to do, the Native Americans still do, um, Nordic peoples used to do. So just kind of honoring my ancestors. I make a, like a little kind of um, homage, like with pictures of my grandparents and people that came before and certain items I've kind of collected over the time that mean stuff to me. And just I think of them and sit with them for a while and just think of certain things, certain gifts that I've been given and, and blessings and the year that's been and the year ahead and my hopes for the year ahead. And um, yeah, I've done it for like two, three years now and I've really, really enjoyed it. I mean, there's a lot going on there and therapeutically, and I've had like some therapeutic training, there's, they do a version called um, parenting the inner child. Sometimes a therapist will ask you to be relaxed and they'll think about you as an adult, the adult you are now, going back to a situation where the child you needed help and you as adult you will go back to that scenario and help parent child you so uh, for example I might go to a forest where where I fell over was being chased by a guy and I will speak with Dane then and give him what he needed it's quite I will bring some healing or I bring some medicine it's a therapeutic technique that can be really beneficial for dealing with stuff in your past so so just for anyone listening that thought oh gosh he's going off the edge now no, with the no, early fairy stuff there's actually no, not you, but just if anyone was listening, I was, I was just, there is also, it's also planted in like techniques that are really good for tapping into subconscious or tapping into things we've held on. Because actually, then you can resolve things and you can move on from things. You know, I could visit young me and say, hi, I'm from, I'm from the future. And actually being queer isn't as hard now. And now it's legal. And now you do this and you have that and you have a partner. Um, and actually, you're 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 going to be okay one day. This will be resilience building. This will be wonderful jokes that you'll tell on stage, including when you're supporting Tom <laughs> Allen, darling. You don't know who Tom Allen is right now because you're past Dane, but one day you will. <laughs> but you know, so all of these things, I'm quite mindful in this way, and I like these kind of 
ceremonies and traditions. And um, I needed something to do in lockdown. <laughs> but I'll give you an example. I wrote down, I was coming to the end of a relationship. Well, the relationship had ended and I still had a lot of feelings about things I was holding on to. And I didn't want it to affect me too much for future relationships. And so I wrote down all these feelings I had. And a part of my ceremony at Samhain for the new year, I, 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 burnt, every, I burnt that piece of paper I burnt it just because I thought it was quite um, a practical thing and letting go of these memories. And then I forced myself to remember some good times I'd had with that partner and the fact that he will stay a friend in my life and is a friend. So little, little kind of therapeutic tools with a shamanistic supernatural backing to move on from things. And when better to do that than when the um, the new year of your mother's people is happening. Happy Halloween, know? right? <laughs> <laughs> and then I bathed myself in a lamb's blood, run to the street naked, and dated Dracula. No, I'm I was half expecting you to say just eat a lot of candy and dress like a slut. Um, but that was much better. I like your version, your answer, a lot more than what, I, what I'd normally do. So, yay. Uh, do you know, I think cause, because I'm like a big personality, people think I'm going to be one way, but, but um, you know, you can't always be kind of like life of the party, and sometimes. Uh, not that I'm saying that that's my role. However, God cast me in it. <laughs> Sometimes, though, it's nice to kind of think about these other things and also to look to the past, like what did our ancestors used to do? Because we don't have all the answers now, actually, and, and we're a little bit um, detached from some of the old ways, which I think are quite moving because there's nothing wrong in giving thanks to where you've come from and and feelings about where you want to go to in your life, you know? Mm. Um, so I do love Halloween, but I'm also remembering like. Halloween, the origin no, story. How do I word this properly? Your practices and your routines and your um, rituals, if you will, is, is that all very yeah. self-taught or is it a combination of courses? Or I don't know if you do a think, course or not. I don't know what that, if that's a thing or not. But well, I'm I'm avoiding a particular word because, but I imagine what you could say is someone that has pagan inclinations. And don't we all really? Because before the Abrahamic religions came, of the one books, of the books with a one god, we all had like a pagan religion of, of different gods and honorings and practices. Especially the reason why I was always drawn to, like, obviously my mum's from Ireland and massive into Irish culture. I was always drawn to that in particular because it honors the land. Like the gods are the land, they're trees, they're rivers. And that always sung to me. I don't need a stone building made by a man. I need a sunset. That's the best church there is to me, like a golden amber sun. You know, that's the best um, jewelry I can see in the world. So I always was drawn to like the natural elements. And I I think the Celts do that pretty well. And um, so, yeah, I would say pagan inclinations, um, um, but it's more from having an interest in what people believe in and what people have believed and what my ancestors would have believed. So I take the best of that and I do like an honouring an honoring of that um, because I don't carry that with me every day necessarily because the truth be told, if, I've, if someone offers me to go to Nando's or Adele's got a new album out, I'm busy. I'm going to go and do that. However, certain times of the year, especially seasons and stuff, I like to spend some time to at least honour a little homage to that. Root. Sorry, you got me at Nando's and Adele there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, doesn't it sound like an amazing really night? Moment. I was like, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would call that like a, like a slight like pagan inclination. Amazing. You know? 
Oh, well, Dane, thank you very much for jumping on board for this Halloween special. Oh, thank really you. Appreciate, I really appreciate it. Um, I guess uh, I have two last questions to ask just based on Halloween stuff. Let me just quickly say I'm sorry to turn the, the Halloween thing happy again. It's it's like my brand now. To no, make it's things good. Happy. You can tell it's I work nice. in, the, in the social I mean, world field. I'm not going to have nightmares. <laughs> well, I don't, don't know. Maybe I will have nightmares tonight. No, I won't, I won't have nightmares tonight. It depends if I watch Insidious 2 or not. Well, just visit Lower World, find your spirit guide and just yeah, get over it. Yeah. I'll look into that. Um, <laughs> um, so a question I asked last time um, on my to Sam, because uh, we watched Candyman, is, and this is going to sound so um, not deep now after all of that deep conversation, what's your favourite Halloween candy? <laughs> I was like, how do I get this wow. into conversation? But I was like, oh, sod it, just ask him. What, what, what wow. do I eat in it? You're like... That's a really sweet memory, Dane. Speaking of sweet... Oh, damn it, um... that would have been good! <laughs> Let me try. That's a really sweet memory, that, Dane. Speaking of sweets, what's your favourite sweet at Halloween? <coughs> Faith. Um, <laughs> um, let me see. I remember when I ran a day centre for Irish pensioners, like, we used to do apple bobbing. I did have fun doing that. Sorry, pensioners during apple also, I don't want to yeah. assume. Oh my god! Do you all of the, uh, is this really rude? I'll say it. Um, it. Do they have all their teeth? No, I was just going to say they are cheaters. When you have false teeth, the whole thing of false, they extend further. They were amazing <laughs> at the apple bobbing. They absolutely thrashed me. I would say, I mean, as you can see from me, I, I don't restrain myself from candy at any time of the year. Um, I would say. I, I would say that um, there's particular things, two things that I love, um, pumpkin spice lattes. They come out at this time. Never, They're life changing. But okay, cool. Uh, I like a little bit, but I can't drink an entire thing. Yeah, but the actual pumpkin spice is just an American term meaning clove, nutmeg, cinnamon, and allspice, and they're my favourite yeah. spices. So. I know the coffees are a little bit sweet, but those spices are nice. But also there's a particular thing called barambrack, which is Irish for speckled bread. I believe in Welsh it's barabrith. It's a type of uh, bread you make on Halloween and you soak fruits in tea and then you add egg and butter and flour and, and, and the fruits and the tea liquor and some spices and you bake it. And it's a really gorgeous kind of um, Halloween treat. So I love making that. I usually make that yeah. for my friends. So um, that's what I would say. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what. I do also on when I do that kind of little personal ceremony. I do have some mead, some honey yeah. wine Lovely. as well. Ooh, a bit of mead to toast the new year. So yeah. yeah. And the last question was: uh, You've introduced Insidious to me. Other than the Insidious world and the family and that franchise, what other horror films do you think are a absolute must for someone to watch who has not seen scary stuff before? That is not made. I quite like the exorcist. I do not have to accept <laughs> your rules. Uh, <laughs> I will rebel against them and demand. I'm sorry, but Midsummer is one of them. It really plays mm-hmm. with my head. I love it. Just be a big boy and watch oh, Midsummer. Come on, like it's. Come on. There is also a really hot Irish actor oh. in it who is really hot. Mm. Yeah. Um, so Midsummer is definitely one of them. I would say. Um, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. I, that was pretty okay. scary. Yeah. Allegedly based on a true story. Um, pretty scary. Um, I did have another one. Oh, and The Witch. But the you've witch. seen The Witch, but oh, I yeah, love I it. I absolutely love it. And we know that the, the first peoples who moved to America, 
they were kicked out of Europe for being a bit too zealous, a bit too religious, but they were really, really were God-fearing people, Protestants, obviously. And, uh, <laughs> and, they, and just the whole element about Black Philip and the devil and the devil putting your name in his, his book and, and even the time, like early America, Dost Thou Want Butter?, you know, tempting people with butter. It's such a simple time, isn't it? But also just some really scary stuff like the levitating and the kidnapping and, and the woman in the woods. It just really did uh, strike something in me. And it's really well made, simply made. So Midsummer and The Witches are definitely two... Sorry, The Witch are definitely two of my favourite Although films. Roald Dahl's The Witch, the uh, original, is an amazing, terrifying film as well. Oh my god, do that, not get me started. The boy I literally turning into a mouse. My parents oh. told me about it originally. Uh but the, my Angelica Houston as the Grand High Witch, I know every line. I know every element of that. I used to like reenact her. Someone would say something to me in a in the playground and I just I answer them. And also how sexy she is and sultry mm. she is. Ladies and gentlemen, Bruno. <laughs> Bruno's no longer a boy. Bruno ah! is a mouse. Formula eighty-five. I didn't. I, I didn't mind the remake, I have not seen but it. Angelica Houston. It's okay, but Angelica Houston is so camp and delicious. Mm. Uh, nothing will beat her. No, it's just, I just can't. I think one of the kids. I think it might have been Bruno turning into a mouse was absolutely terrifying. Just the the puppeteering they used. Was, uh... Yeah. Do you not remember when she peels off her skin? Oh, yeah. Yes. Remember that? Me in the morning. <laughs> uh, well, Dame, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you back uh, for this Halloween special. But thank you. Happy Halloween. Find you oh. Lo- oh, do you have something else to say? I'm so sorry. How could I not talk about Hocus Oh, God, Pocus? we did briefly talk about this uh, on the other episode, but have you seen the sequel? Did I have, yes. It? Second time round, I enjoyed okay. it somewhat. Okay, yeah. But the first one. Mm, the first one. How camp it is, how amazing. Oh, just. I know all of her lines as well. That's delicious. Um, oh, I, can I give you like a little tidbit? I only recently found out about some trivia about witches Absolutely. in Salem. So you know these women were accused of being witches and they were... They were killed, obviously, back in Salem, Massachusetts. They've now found that there is, through the DNA of some of the people, of some of the remains and, and other situations that kind of in Salem, um, some of the crops, they've now found that where they grew their crops, the bread, it was very, very boggy marshland, and it had a particular type of mould in it. And that mould that was in their bread, was in their, their crops, uh, has an LSD-like property, so they now actually think that the women really were having women and men were having visions and seeing stuff, but it was an LSD like effect from the mold in their in their barley in their wheat. But the only thing is, society interpreted a woman having it mm. is a witch, a man having it has been bewitched by a man because it was a hideous patriarchal society. But those people, you can imagine them; they were in their bed chilling, and suddenly they would have seen a cat floating or other stuff. It would have absolutely been a game changer. And when I found that out, I was like, "That's so yeah, interesting." That, that's the film waiting to happen, isn't it? Well, I mean, the crucible has happened. I don't know if like us looking at like a piece of moldy bread would necessarily be a great addition. Yeah, true. But let yeah, me write it. I'll yeah, try. Yeah. Make it happen. Well, I'll leave you with that. Don't eat bread. Don't turn Don't off get the light. Okay. Although I do love butter. 
in everything. So, gosh, it's like a gay rule book. Don't eat bread. Don't eat butter. Keep the lights off. Don't sacrifice any virgins. <laughs> you know, same old. <laughs> oh, no one has. Thank nice. you again, Jane, for joining me. Uh, the Champions of Happy for this Halloween special. Uh, you've been a wickedly delightful guest. Uh, oh, you were loving you. How long have you planned that? That was actually <laughs> top of my head, that one. I had to really get my tongue around the words, but I got there. Um, Dane, for those who want to find you <laughs> online, how can they come across you? On Facebook, I am Dane Comedian. On Twitter, I am Dane Comedian. On Insta, I am Dane Comedian. Forthcoming is DaneBuckley.com. You, you've got that nailed down now, haven't you? <laughs> boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> well, Dane, you are an amazingly <laughs> funny, insightful, smart, genius of a man. Uh, and it's always a pleasure to have you on this episode Aww. of the podcast. And I'm hoping to have you again soon, I'm sure. Um, in terms of your com- comedic work, what uh, is in the near future for you? Um, well, I will be, I don't know if you're coming, I'll be doing it, I'll be doing West London Queer Project on the 6th Are you? November. I don't know. I'm doing 20 minutes, I'm the open headliner, ah. yeah, so that would be really, really good, so I'll probably oh. see you there, won't I, on the 6th of November, but yeah, I've got lots of gigs coming up, lots of headlines, it's all on my Insta, and um, yeah, I'm doing different gigs up and down the country, I've got a few up north coming, some in Newcastle, so um, yeah, I'm doing 20 minute sets now, I'm absolutely loving it, I was born to do do it, stand back world! Here comes Dane. <laughs> oh, amazing, well uh, yeah, I will see you in West London soon then, I'm sure. Um, thank you again, what? and uh, we'll call that uh, good night, so uh, thank you so much and goodbye. Good night. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.